You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. a creator and entrepreneur and i'm danielle alexandra a stylist and content creator and we are in In case Case you You haven't heard Heard podcast Podcast. we're giving you the behind the scenes and an inside scoop of what really goes down so you know exactly what the fuck is going on What's up, guys? We are back with another episode of In Case You Haven't Heard. I always make fun of people for saying the same thing. Maybe we should, next episode, maybe we'll switch. So then I'll start and then you do the second part, you know, and then we'll alternate. So then maybe it sounds different. Okay, you start. Well, you already started this week. Yeah, start again. Let's see Let's see your take on our intro. Well, I just mean it's different because it's my voice versus <laughs> yours, but I'll probably say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank oh. you guys for tuning in again this week. We have a, another episode, a part of our wellness series on today. And it's very exciting. Very exciting. We are interviewing Gigi Goldman, who is a co-founder of Kopari. I am a huge Kopari user, fan, consumer. I love all of their products. So for those of you who don't know about Kopari, it is a coconut oil or coconut product based brand. And all of their products have a coconut oil base, whether that be scrub, whether that be a body wash, lip gloss or lip balm, lip gloss. You name it, honestly. They have have deodorant, which I love. Yes, that is actually one of my favorite products of theirs because they are, I mean, it's aluminum free. It's good for you. Color free, And it doesn't smell. Like I feel like whenever I try and use deodorant that is clean, like clean beauty. Natural. It doesn't mask my smell. And I think that's the whole point of deodorant. So when I tried this one, I was super impressed. And yeah, I've been using it ever since. And he just ran out, right? I, yeah, I just actually purchased it on when Sephora had their Sephora sale. So that was in my cart and I bought it. And I'm super excited to get that package. Also, another product that I love from them, the coconut melt. It comes in like a little big jar and I use it for everything. It's funny and though, because it's literally just coconut oil that you could it, buy at anywhere, the store. <laughs> but I just, any... Comes in cute packaging. Comes in cute packaging. That's the tea. <laughs> but the good thing about it is you can use it for anything and everything. And that's what I love about their products. It's like, it's basically just coconut oil, just formulated in a, you know, different variations for different uses. But the coconut melts, like I use it on my face, my hair, my my body, for other things as for well. fun things at night if you're by yourself. Coconut you know oil I mean? is or amazing. Or with your significant other. Amazing do I say it? Lube? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing lube. It's amazing. And it's, it's, it's good natural and it's good for you. But yeah, so we're excited. We've actually met Gigi um, before. So we met her at an event that Kapari had 
I think a year, about a year ago now. Yes. So um, we're just going to get right into it with her. And we are doing this again via Zoom. We're so excited that we've been able to upkeep the quality for you guys. I mean, leave us any comments if there's anything you think we should change or any just comments in general about the podcast thus far and don't forget to subscribe please and thank you so you keep up to date with all our new episodes because we will be posting every week on Wednesdays welcome Gigi we did a little bit of an intro for you in our solo intro but why don't you start off by introducing yourself I'm Gigi, the co-founder of Kapari Beauty. Kapari's been around since October 2015, so we're about four and a half years in. And since we launched, we're all about coconut clean, effective products that transport you to your own paradise, which we all need right now. Oh my God, don't we ever. Um, And you are one of the co-founders of Kapari. So how did you begin this journey and like meet your co-founders? So, well, one of my co-founders is my husband. So we've been married for almost 18 years. And that's like a whole nother story because working with your husband isn't always easy, but we've managed. But I was a stay-at-home mom and I was really into health and wellness for my three kids. And coconut oil and water were really trending in, um, you know, the food area. And so I had read it also had so many health benefits for skin and hair. So I started using it on my body. I started using it as a hair mask. I was using it on my kids when they had rashes or a sunburn. And the benefits were so immediate. That's when I had my aha moment. So I went to my husband who's third generation in the beauty business. Um, He was more on the wholesale and distribution side. And I said, oh my gosh, I love everything about coconut. At the time, clean wasn't mainstream. You could only find it in like certain grocery stores, but it wasn't in mass retailers. And so I said, let's build a brand around coconut clean and also include our Southern California lifestyle. So a lot of what you see in our imagery is beaches. It's very aspirational, but attainable. And so in our 40s, we took the plunge, which a lot of people think is crazy because we had three kids, a mortgage, but we both looked at each other and said, you know, we rather at the end of the day try than wonder what if. And so that was really our inspiration. We went to our best friend from college, James Brennan, who started Suja Juice. And he was a serial entrepreneur. And he was like, you're never going to believe this. Three people have come to me with a similar concept, including our other co-founder, Kiana. So we all got together literally a week later. And a month later, Kiana moved here from New York and we launched Kapari. It was crazy. There was a synergy in the world. It was like the right time, the right place. And we had such a distinct vision for the brand. Like we wanted it to be playful and colorful and have like an approachable voice. And so it just all came together. So you didn't know her previously. It was just kind of like your worlds collided when the idea came to you both. Honestly, it it does take the right timing in order to be successful, like timing is everything in these situations. Like if you, and also if you didn't approach your friend from longtime friend and him making that networking connection, who knows what would have happened. You're right. Timing is everything. We were in the right place at the right time. And then also 
we were willing to take a risk and it was a big risk. But at the same time, we were smart about it. Like we worked two jobs and we partnered on it so that, you know, we could mitigate risk and all come together. And I think what's great is every business really needs entrepreneur and operator and an artist. And I think we all came together from different perspectives and added value to the company. When you first launched, what were the products that you guys focused on? So we were really focused on our coconut melt, which is a multitasker. You can use it as a body moisturizer, a hair mask, a makeup remover, a shave oil. Now it's a great hand moisturizer because I know everyone's hands are dry from washing them so much and using um, so many different, you know, antibacterial products on their hands. Um, So that's really what built the brand. But our vision from the beginning was we are going to create products that mirror the natural uses and benefits of coconut oil. And so coconut oil is such a multitasker, like in different countries, they use it to clean your teeth. They use it as a natural deodorant, as a moisturizer, as a cleanser. So we really create products that mirror those uses. And as you guys both know, our um, baking soda and aluminum-free deodorant has become one of our top sellers. Amazing. Yeah, we were talking about that, how most natural deodorants, you kind of, either at the beginning or just throughout the whole process, you get this like detox weird smell and you don't, you, you don't feel, feel like you still fresh. smell. Yeah, yeah. you don't <laughs> when feel you wear fresh. It. <laughs> it doesn't serve its purpose, but I've, and my personal favorite is the gardenia. I'm just like, it's just enough freshness and it's not so overpowering. I just bought a new one, actually. <laughs> well, we just launched a tropical scent today. So you guys Ooh. have to try that. Oh, no, I should have got that. Well, I'll get that one, too. I'm sure I'll I'll use it up quickly. But yeah. So Clean Beauty has always sort of been, I guess, in the direction that your brand wanted to move forward with considering that coconut oil is a natural product. And now with the whole beauty, clean beauty scene being very, very prevalent and almost preferred, it kind of gives us all that way to scale back and discover a more minimal approach to beauty. So did you guys always want to create the product line to align with that? I know you personally mentioned, I think it was in another podcast, how you love that like simple easy step process to get ready and to take care of your your skin and your body. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, I think less is more sometimes. You know, we all lead these crazy busy lives. I'm a a mother of three, including two teenagers. I work full time. I travel a ton. And when I think about my beauty routine, I really want to embrace my natural essence. So that for me starts with skin, both body and my face. So I like an easy routine that's super effective that leaves me with that glowing skin that I can feel good about putting on my skin too. I mean, your skin's your biggest organ and we all absorb what we put on our skin. So I think from the beginning, like I said, clean was really important to me and also embracing your natural beauty and doing it in a simple like three-step routine. So we've got like our three-step skincare, our three-step body care. So it's easy to digest, right? We have so many products and so many messages coming at us. I really wanted to create a brand that had simple routines, but that felt more than a product that really transported you to like that self-care moment and relaxation too. 
Another reason why I love the brand and your products is the simplicity of the ingredients and you really know what is in each of the products and and what it's for. Was it hard for you at the beginning, although your husband had experience in the beauty industry, like how did you source all of these wonderful ingredients? Well, the coconuts and, and how did you go about that at the beginning when you really, you know, didn't have experience in that space? What I say about launching a business, it's like being a student. You got to be a student of the process. Like you do your research paper, you just put one foot in front of the other, you research, you call people, you ask questions. And um, when we first launched, we found a lab and we, like I said, we're kind of ahead of the clean movement, but they understood what we wanted our pillars to be. And they worked with us and they created, helped us to create amazing products. We searched the globe for the most premium coconut oil and we found them on um, family farms in the Philippine islands. And actually we went there last year and built homes there for people who lost their homes in natural disasters. So there's literally a Kapari village there. That's amazing. <laughs> Actually, I think I remember you talking about this at our lunch last year. Or It was such an incredible experience. And we toured all of the groves and saw them picking the coconuts. I think the one thing that's evolved for us now is not only are we using the oil, but we're using the shells, we're using the water, the milk, like every aspect of the coconut coconut and then we kick coconut oil up a notch with other natural ingredients like rose and charcoal and aloe vera and avocado and hibiscus oil so it really is a sensorial experience amazing another thing that you guys do really well is obviously you know the way that you've branded the business and i think now more than ever Branding is such an essential part of having a successful brand because anyone can launch a product line now. But if you don't have that cohesive branding to go along with it, you know, you're just kind of going to get lost, I think, especially if you're a direct to consumer brand. I know you mentioned earlier that you had a clear idea of wanting to be playful and fun and colorful. But did the actual like branding turn out exactly how you initially thought or is did it kind of grow and expand when all four of you put your ideas together? I think the brand essence and who Kapari is, like I always picture her as a person, you know? I think the essence always stays the same, just like we always stay the same. I mean, our essence, who who we were born to be, but I think you do grow and evolve. Now is a perfect example. During today's climate, you know, the messaging changes because we wanna talk to you guys the way you're living your life. So we've really brought in, you know, that stay at home message, how to get Zoom ready, because we're all on Zoom, you know. Um, now's the perfect time for a DO detox, because we're all alone. And so if you stink for a little bit, that's okay. But really, I think it's important to stay in tune with the world and our customers, understand what they're thinking and what they're needing. and give them that. Because if I'm staying at home and you're talking about traveling, like that doesn't make sense to me right now, you know? So again, I think our brand essence has always been the same and it's been born out of our hearts, the way we live our life and who we are and who we aspire to be. So I don't think you can change that, but I think you have to evolve with the times and be relevant. And I think that goes back to 
authenticity, right? You guys have just been following the authentic journey of your brand along with the times, along with the key messaging you've always wanted to share. And as that changes and as you guys grow and develop, then so does, again, yeah, your customer avatar, whoever you want to sort of position it. And you've also followed your customer and kept them in mind with, you know, in making decisions. I think you mentioned this at the lunch that we had, but also in some podcasts. I think it was the Skinny, was it the Skinny Confidential? Yeah, I think it was. A lot of your decision making in building your product line was keeping your consumer in mind. Maybe touch on why that was important to you as a brand and then how you went about customer feedback and and using that in a way that kind of propelled your business forward? Well, I think there's two things. One, we've asked our customers, like, what products do you want to see from us? What do you want to hear about from us on social? Like, we want to give you guys the content and the products that you're looking for. And at the same time, you also have to be innovative because sometimes you come up with a product idea that they may not even be thinking about or ready for. And I think our natural deodorant was one of those products that had we asked, it wouldn't have been like their top choice necessarily, but we felt it was really important to give that natural alternative that really worked considering so many other deodorants have aluminum and other ingredients that just aren't good for you. So I think it's a balance of innovation, your vision mixed with the consumer's wants and needs. And it's like that perfect balance. But I always approach marketing instead of like top down, I really start with the customer and how do we talk as girlfriends? How do we live our life? What does it really look like instead of like a big studio shoot with all of this information that may not be relevant to us in our daily lives? And I'll give you a perfect example of that. When we launched our deodorant, we were really focused on the aluminum and baking soda-free messaging, which is definitely important. But one thing we realized when we talked to our customers and read their reviews is they were so happy that it didn't stain their clothes. Because everyone's sick of walking around with those white marks on their t-shirts. So we started to lean into that messaging a little more because it's like that practical everyday, like one, it works, two, it doesn't stain my clothes, and three, I'm really happy it's natural too. It's just about pivoting, learning, and listening instead of always just talking at them. I like that because it makes you more like a friend and a product that you can trust. Even when I, you know, went, was looking into all these natural deodorants and like, I felt that, you know, you would have to detox. When I used the deodorant, the Kapari deodorant for the first time, I didn't have that detox. I just felt like I was putting good quality product on and I still smelled great. Like I wasn't, I wasn't hesitant to make that leap or that jump because I trusted your products because I had already bought into the brand. I've already used your melt. I've already used your lip gloss, which I love. So I think as a consumer, I trusted, I trusted the brand. I trusted what you stood for. And I think that's really important in branding and in this space of clean beauty because I feel like now it's almost a prerequisite. Clean beauty is so prevalent now that it's almost, unless you're medical grade, mm-hmm. I don't trust. And also I feel that people have this misconception that clean beauty is like, 
won't work. Really or, granola, yeah, like and, very and, hippie. And won't work. <laughs> and you can probably just make it in your kitchen yourself or like, you know, just they don't have the connection of clean beauty and results. Yeah. So I think you guys are probably one of the initial brands that kind of started this conversation of like, it can be fun and it works and it's what we actually prefer now. And now other people are sort of following along in that, in those footsteps, essentially. And it's relatable, you know, it's not like you can't only find it in, you know, a specialty store. It's not like, you know, we wanted to make it colorful. So it wasn't like drab colors. We wanted to make it playful, how we talk. Like we say, we give a stiff middle finger to sulfates. Like, you know, it's just relatable. From the beginning, did you have in mind the influencer marketing space, social media? Did you have that PR element or that advertising element in mind? Or did it just kind of organically grow since you were so relatable and since you had that tone of voice from the beginning? I think it was a combination of both. So we started as a direct-to-consumer channel. Our first hire was a digital marketer. So that was how we were planning to get the word out. Our social media channel was really... a a mood board of who we were. It was our first impression. And I think the combination of those two things and just having a really unique voice and visual aesthetic, we got a lot of attention from the media, from influencers, and from retailers. So six months into our launch, every major retailer called, but I think it was because it felt like an authentic new perspective. Like you didn't have a lot of beauty brands that were emphasizing the beach or, you know, aspirational quotes or had a playful voice and the same color palette as us. So it was about great products, great branding that came from an authentic place and was relatable to the consumer. And that's sort of what, I mean, grew your business so quickly, I think, right? So I believe you had quite the growth spurt in a short period of time. And again, being able to expand from your four-person team to then hiring your first hire digital marketer. But how else did you have to pivot with such like a quick growth? Did you guys have to hire a bunch of people all at once? Or what was sort of the transition process? We kind of moved slowly in the beginning and we hired people just to help us execute. And then as we grew in retail, we brought in people who had that retail experience. So our team has definitely grown. Um, at the same time, as you grow and you hire more people, you always want to remain authentic to who you were originally. So it's been a balance of both. But Quick growth is really difficult to manage. I mean, from an operational perspective, there's so many different facets, but I think the most important part is maintaining true to who you are and your vision and the products that you believe will be successful. At the first launch point, I guess you can put a date on it as well. What were like the the main products that you came out with, like when Kopari first launched, what were the products that you started out with? So we came out with, um, we were mostly focused on our coconut melt. Then we also had our body glow, which is still tried and true. People love that, especially during the summer seasons. Our second kind of launch was our body products, which is our coconut crush scrub and our body milk. 
which are in our sudsy shower oil, which are hugely popular. And then we launched with our skincare routine and then we launched with our deo. And I think our deodorant really took us to that next level. And people like you said had already trusted the products that they started with. But at the time when we launched our natural deodorant, there weren't a lot on the market. And I think people are kind of, progressing from I want natural skincare to body care to personal care and they're kind of making that transition in their entire routine. I agree and and wellness in that clean space is so not only trendy but people are realizing how important it is really beauty from the inside out staying clean in all aspects of your life like if you're going to eat clean you you have to use clean beauty products or else you know the results are going to be skewed. What's your current wellness or, you know, self-care routine? What keeps you grounded? And what do you do day to day to just keep yourself youthful with that California glow? I'm so jealous. (laughs) Well, the sun's been out, so I've been spending a lot of time outside. But I think, you know, I'm 45 years old and I think that self-care for me has never been more important. I wish I had prioritized it earlier in my life. I was just going, 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 giving, 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 and not, I felt like it was almost like selfish to take care of myself. But now I've realized if I don't take care of myself, I can't take care of others. So I meditate daily. And in fact, when I have my team meetings, we open it with a two minute meditation. It's short, but it makes such a difference. And I feel so much more clear in my communication and my thoughts. Exercise for me is a must. I either go on a walk or ride my Peloton or, I mean, do yoga in when things were open, I'd go to exercise classes too, but um, I'm doing a lot of them online. But for me, exercise isn't only about how I look, but it's more about how I feel. And I just feel so much better when my body is moving. So those are the two key things. The other thing for me that really is important is connecting. So not just being with people, but having that deep connection. So like with my kids, it's been a great opportunity during the COVID-19 situation where we're playing a lot of board games and we're not just driving here and there and running to sports and checking up our to-do list. We're actually really enjoying each other now. Last night we jumped in the ocean, you know, at eight o'clock at night. So I think it's about really connecting with people. And I feel that way about when we market too and talking to our consumers. So um, I think those are the things that really keep me grounded. And by the way, I'm not always grounded, even when I do those things. We have our ups and downs. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's again, like as long as you can kind of balance it out and know where to bring or how to bring yourself back to, you know, your calm and your your true state by meditating or by any of these self-care rituals, I think then that means we're like in a good, in a good place. Just being aware, super self-aware of like how to get yourself back to that place where you feel the most authentic and you feel the most you. And also you have off days. Everyone has off days and it's not getting discouraged by those off days because you can always just pick it up tomorrow and, you know, get on track tomorrow. I think people get down on themselves because they may break a routine or they, today I didn't do this. And then they can get into that real, like, 
like gross why am I doing that like I don't I should be doing better and then kind of putting themselves down exactly everything's fluid and like the most important thing I tell my kids is grit like bad day it's okay get up again if you fall down if you make a mistake keep putting one foot in front of the other and like it's okay I have a fun question for you. So you obviously love coconut oil and you probably use it for everything. And now you have all these products, but what is the most non-traditional use of your product or one of your products that you might use? Or is that, did I phrase that correctly? Yeah. Like what's like the weirdest way you've used one of your products? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just think coconut oil is like liquid gold people. Like you, there's nothing yeah, you can't yeah. do with it. And I just think it's like this amazing natural ingredient and the coconut gives so much from the fruit to the shell. I mean, like there's nothing it doesn't have. Totally. So we like to end all of our podcasts with assumptions and we're wondering if you have any, if you had any assumptions when you were getting into starting your business or even, you know, throughout the beginning that have totally been completely different than what you expected. So the first thing is I never realized how hard starting a business or entrepreneurship would really be. And I'm here to tell you it's a roller coaster ride. I've learned more about myself in the past four years and I've probably learned in my entire life. And if you don't have grit, passion, and perseverance, don't jump off this bridge because it really does test you in every way. But I truly believe that you're never granted things you can't handle. So I think had I known, I'm like, would I do it again? Probably yes, but it's a lot. So that is the biggest assumption because I'm like, oh, no problem. We're just going to start a brand. No big deal. The other assumption I would say is I kind of felt the same way when I had kids. You know, oh, you just have a baby and, you know, figure it out. But I think You do figure it out, but the emotional love that you have and the worry and the, it's just beyond anything I could ever imagine. So I think those are two assumptions that I was like, oh, just do it, which is still my motto, but there's so much to it. Oh, absolutely. I feel the exact same way. And today I was actually listening to podcasts where they were saying like entrepreneurship, it's a really great way for you to develop yourself. So like you just said, in the past four years, you've learned more about yourself than anything. It really is so mandatory to have that routine, have that ritual of getting yourself in a good headspace and constantly training yourself to be resilient so that you can, you know, succeed with your business. But it's not just about the business idea. It's really probably 50-50 or even more so on like how you can develop as a person. And the passion is what makes it because the satisfaction of seeing a vision in your mind and and really just full force getting it done and for yourself, for your little baby, let's say, is so fulfilling. And if you're doing it with passion because you love what you do, and I know that's so cliche to say, like, love what you do. As an entrepreneur, you don't work a day in your life. Like, yes, you do. You work every single minute. But it's an adrenaline rush. It's just like, oh my God, like, this is so good. Let's just keep going. (laughs) What's next? The passion, 
keeps you going. And by the way, there's a lot of things in a day-to-day basis that I do that I'm not passionate about. It's like I'm checking off the list. But then when I'm talking about the creative or the new product, like that still comes through. But there's a lot of hard work and like daily tasks that you have to achieve just to maintain the business, right? So there's a balance of both of that. I mean, there's so many people who kind of poo-pooed the idea and were like, oh yeah, that sounds cool, but whatever. So if you don't have that belief in it, it's easy to quit, right? But we just kept going no matter what anyone said because we truly believed in the idea and the essence of the brand. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on this podcast and for taking the time of your quarantine, but also very busy and almost busier schedule now uh, to be with us here. Well, I'm so glad to see you guys from a distance. Honestly, these Zoom calls are like my social interaction. So I'm so happy to connect with people. (laughs) I know whenever I see someone, I'm like, hi, how's it going? I'm so happy to have that conversation and make that meaningful connection. It's the new norm. It's the new norm. (laughs) Why don't you let us know, plug yourself in, where can people find Kopari or you? Yeah, you guys can find us at kaparibeauty.com or we're in Sephora, Canada. And my Instagram handle is gg.goldman. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. I hope to see you soon in my favorite city. Yes, we can't yes, wait to you see have, you too. I know you have to come visit. Well, we I, we were hoping to come down to, to California yeah. and then it obviously... Things went to shit a little bit. <laughs> well, you know what? We all need things to look forward to. So plan your trip, not necessarily a date, and then it will come true. I totally believe that. Manifestation. Amazing. Well, thank you. Have a great day. Bye. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.